Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. All right, now this month is a month of resurrection. But then when we talk about resurrection, we should not forget that where there is a resurrection, there is of necessity a dying that has to take place first. You can't talk about resurrection without talking about what? A dying. And we know that the season that we have been celebrating, the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, is something that didn't start with Jesus Christ our Lord. It's something that started in the book of Genesis chapter 12. So today I want to go through Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 to verse number 51. So I'll preach from 51 verses today. Someone say, oh oh. Oh oh. All right, I need to time myself. So, you want to rest? Are oh, you okay? Huh? You okay? All right. So, I'll be teaching and then we'll be praying. So, it won't be. If you need to sit just close there, you can. All right. So, the story starts with the children of Israel being in bondage, being in Egypt in captivity. The children of Israel had been in Egypt for 430 years. And out of those 430 years, they were in bondage for 400 years. Now, there's a discrepancy between those numbers because when the children of Israel came into Egypt, that time Joseph was the prime minister of Egypt. And because Joseph was the prime minister of Egypt, they didn't begin to be oppressed immediately. They waited until Joseph died. Are you hearing me? So there was a space of about 30 years from the time they came into Egypt to when the bondage started. The Bible says when there rose a new fellow, a new pharaoh, he began oppressing the children of Israel. But the, uh, the, the way you need to understand the story is Egypt was conquered by another kingdom, the Syrian kingdom. They took over Egypt. Are you hearing me? They wiped out all the lineage of the pharaohs. And this Syrian became the pharaoh in Egypt. So he had no understanding at all where Egypt was coming from. Who, is this? Who are these Jews? How did they come into Egypt? So from that time he said, now we need to oppress these people. Because if we don't oppress them, one day they're going to join our enemies. And they shall start fighting against us. Is that making sense? So that's why he began to oppress them because the guys were, were breeding, they were growing, the numbers and everything was happening. So, God hears their cry and God went to find a prophet in Moses. And when he found the prophet Moses, he sent him back to Egypt to liberate the children of Israel. So we are now on the last plague. God had done nine plagues. Now we are on the last plague. He tells Moses, Moses, I'm going to do something radical tonight. 
I'm going to go through the land of Egypt and I'm going to kill all the firstborns of everything. A firstborn of human beings, a firstborn of cattle, a firstborn of camels, a firstborn of whatsoever gives birth. And the Bible says, the only way you guys are going to escape is I want you to kill a lamb. And after killing a lamb, you must put the blood of the lamb on the three posts of the door. On this side, on this side, and on the top. You should put blood there. And make sure that all the children of Israel, they are in the houses which have got blood. Because I'm going to pass through the land, and I'm going to kill all the firstborns. Are you following what I'm saying? Because this Pharaoh has to let you go. He must let you go. But he has, he, has, he has been so stubborn, he doesn't want to let you go. So tonight, I'm going to show my power to let him let you go. So this is where the story starts from in chapter 12. So God spoke to Moses and said, This month, okay, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. And some few weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, I said, when we commemorate the death of Jesus Christ, which happened on the exact day that event took place, which was the 14th day, <laughs> I don't know whether you're hearing me, which was the what? 14th day of the first month in the Jewish religious calendar. Now Jews have got two calendars. They've got the general public or government calendar and then they've got a what? Religious calendar. So they've got two calendars. But now on the 14th day of the first month of their religious calendar is when these events took place. And Jesus was crucified on that exact day. On the 14th day of the first month of the Jewish religious calendar. So which means whatever happened in the book of Exodus, it was a prophetic act foreshadowing what Jesus would do. I don't know whether you're hearing me. So when we celebrate the Passover, I know that sometimes we don't link the two events together. But please understand that what Jesus did was just to fulfill a prophecy that had been begun by Moses in the land of Egypt. What are the chances that these events could be linked that Jesus should die on the exact same day that they killed a lamb and put the blood on the doorposts? And don't forget that the death of Christ, it was actually orchestrated by Jesus himself. He orchestrated it. Remember on the night Jesus was betrayed, they were eating bread. And they started asking him, I said, who shall betray you? He said, one among you will betray me. And then they said, who? The Bible says he took bread, dipped it in the soup, and he gave it to Judas. And he told him, whatever you're about to do, do it now. And the Bible says from that moment, the devil entered Judas and he went to betray Christ. So in other words, Jesus was in control of the timing of the events. I don't know whether you're from what I'm saying. 
He was in control of the timing. When he went to trial, Caesar said, do you know that I've got power to release you? Jesus says, no, 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 no. You don't have power to release me. The only power you have is one that has been given from above. He controlled the timing of the events. Do you know that when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, the devil wanted to kill him there. The prayer was so intense that Jesus was bleeding from the prayer. But Jesus says, no, 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 I can't die here. I must die on the cross. It had to be on the 14th day of the first month of the, of the religious calendar. Because that was the day the Passover lamb was killed. Are you following me? So, in the Bible, there is a law. This is called a law of first mention. Put it in your notes. The law of first mention. And you need to underline it. What that law means is, whatsoever you need to know about an event, whether it is repeated several times in the Bible, the best place to check and understand that event, you need to go back where it was first mentioned in the Bible. It's called the law of first what? Mention. So in other words, we cannot understand the Passover from the New Testament. We must understand the Passover from the Old Testament where it was first mentioned. Are we together so far? We cannot understand everything that was accomplished by the death of Christ without understanding what was accomplished on the Passover night in the book of Exodus. The law of first mention. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. So on that night, the Bible says, number one, God changed their season. Say my season. My season. Was changed. Was changed. Did we pray about that? We prayed about it, right? Did we pray about it? Oh, yes. All right. So I will not take you back there. And then the second thing that we had already prayed for, I'll show you what they are. We talked about on that night, verse number 6 of Exodus chapter 12. Verse number 6 of Exodus chapter 12. There's something there that I also talked about. Exodus chapter 12, verse number 6. And you shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. Now, I said something very important, that on that night, on that night, are you hearing me? When the blood of the lamb was shed, there was something that happened in the spirit, called at one moment. You call it what? Atonement, but that word is at one meant. At one meant. And the whole story is found in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 11 to 22, where the Bible says, This Christ, when he hung on that cross, on the one hand he had the Jew, on the other hand he had the Gentile, he united them into one new man. And then he united God and the one new man. That's why it was a night of reconciliation. Someone said reconciliation. Reconciliation. So Jew and Gentile. Gentile united into one new man. And then this one new man united with God. So when you see the cross, someone just do a cross like this. 
on that hand you've got whom? The Jew. On the other hand, Gentile. At the bottom, the new man. Up there, God. That's the cross for you. And you need to understand that the cross was invented by the Romans. It wasn't a Jewish invention. And the cross was not invented long, long, long time ago, no. So Jesus could not have died earlier than the time he died. Because God had to wait until when the cross was invented. That's what the Bible says, in the fullness of time, God sent his own son to die on the cross. This God is so precise. Say amen. Amen. So I talked about at one minute, right? If you want to watch the, same, the service again, you can watch. So today I'm going to point number three. Point number three, Exodus chapter 12, verse number 11. Exodus 12, verse number 11. Today I'm talking about point number three. Point number three. Are you with me? So point number three, and thus shall you eat, shall you eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in, a, in, in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Someone say, eat it in haste. Eat it in haste. What does it mean? Eat it in a hurry. Huh? Eat it quickly. Quickly. Fast, fast. It's the Lord's Passover. What, is, what does that mean? Why should you eat it fast, fast? Why? 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 Someone say why. Why? The answer is simple. Because on that night, God had told Moses, when I've done the final miracle, God, uh, no, Pharaoh will force you out of his land in a hurry. Someone say in a hurry. In a hurry. Someone say in a hurry. In a hurry. I don't know whether you're hearing me. Are you hearing me? So on that night, when you read the story, after the death of the firstborn children, Pharaoh called Moses and told Moses, now, 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 I want you out of my land. You and your people, no negotiations, no discussions, everybody must be gone now. And the Bible says the children of Israel, they carried actually, they, no, no, they were needing, needing bread, right? The door. The Bible says they carried the door on their shoulders because there was no time to wait for the door to settle and cook bread. They had to carry it without baking the bread. It was now, now you must go. Someone say now, now. Now, now. So why is this important? When we talk about the Passover, the death of Christ, we are talking about a season where God opens an opportunity for you to come out of your problem now, now. You are not hearing what I'm talking about. Someone say, now, now. Now, now. There are things which the devil is able to put up with. There are things which the devil is able to resist. But when blood has been shed, someone say, now, now. Now, now. 
Say prophetic speed. Prophetic speed. One more time, say prophetic speed. Prophetic speed. You see, there are some breakthroughs which take time to manifest. But this one, this one, oh, yes. I'm talking about this one, oh, yes. didn't take time. It was now, now. Someone say now, now. Now, now. No, that time when the devil is, the devil himself is the one telling you, go, 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 I don't need you anymore. Go, 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 go. It means he has been squeezed enough. Amen. Are you hearing me? Because demons, they have got a default setting. Their default setting is, no, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. Yes. That's their default setting. Why? In the book of Matthew chapter 12, the Bible says, when a demon has gone out, you see, it comes back to check. And it says, I will return to my house. Yes. So in other words, demons look at you as their personal house. They refuse to go. But when you squeeze them enough, oh, yes. oh you're not hearing what I'm talking about. Oh, yes. When you squeeze them enough, yes. hi, hey. you become a liability, not an asset. And they want to get rid of you now, now. Hey, are you ready for prayer? Oh, yes. So we as prophetic people, because we understand the significance of the season in which we are. This month is the month of resurrection. But we are not only celebrating resurrection. We are also celebrating the death of Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me? And that death is a prophetic fulfillment of what God began in the book of Exodus with Moses and the children of Israel. That on that night, the Passover night, the devil in the personification of Pharaoh told Moses, you must get out of my land now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, but now. Someone said now. Now. Are you ready for prayer? Oh, yes. Are you ready? Oh, yes. Remember, our God is a prophetic God who speaks in prophetic ways. Using what? A prophetic language. So whatever God did with Moses and the children of Israel, it was a prophetic message. Are you ready? Oh, yes. Are you ready? Oh, yes. I'm talking about instantaneous deliverance. Say everything. Everything to do with me. To do with me. Must be delivered. Must be delivered. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, say now, now. Now, now. Now, now. Now, now. Be delivered. Be delivered. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. As it was. As it was. On that night. On that night. The children of Israel. The children of Israel. Came out of Egypt. Came out of Egypt. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. I come out. I come out. Of my Egypt. Of my Egypt. Now, now. Now, now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Whatsoever is yours, whatsoever has been kept in bondage, whether it's your health, whether it's your career, whether it's your business, whether it's your children, whatsoever is connected to you, as long as it has been kept in bondage, if I be a prophet of God, oh, yes. I decree and I declare, be ejected in the name of Jesus. I receive. Be delivered in the mighty name of Jesus. Be set free in the mighty name of Jesus. Not tomorrow. Not next year. 
But now in Jesus' name. I receive. But now in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive. I speak your deliverance. I speak your freedom. I receive. I decree your deliverance. I receive. Let your family be delivered. I receive. Let your children be delivered. I receive. Let your business be delivered. I receive. Let your finances be delivered. I receive. Let your health be delivered. I receive. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let your career be delivered. I receive. In the mighty name of Jesus. Whatsoever is to do with you. Whether it's your prayer life. Be delivered in the name of Jesus. Be delivered in the mighty name of Jesus. Whether it's your health. Be delivered in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your health be delivered. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Are you here? Oh yes. Take your seats. Take your seats. Take your seats. Are we making progress? So I've given you how many now? Three. Number one, I said God changed the season of the children of Israel. Number two, I said that night was a night of reconciliation at one minute. Number three, it was a night of swift deliverance. I'm now going to number four. Number four, are you with me? Give me um, Exodus chapter 11, verse number 7. Exodus chapter 11, verse number 7. By the way, all right, now watch this. But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue against man or beast, that ye may know how that the Lord doth put a difference between those who are his and those who are not his. I know you didn't hear. God is a God who discriminates. He favors his own people. Oh, Did you see that verse? Oh yes. He says on that night talking about the Passover night. What was going to happen in Egypt would only affect the Egyptians. But all the children of Israel, they'll be safe. He says not even a dog will bark. So that night, even if an Israelite is walking at night, dogs will just be looking at him and wagging their tails. You know when you're walking around, you hear dogs bark. You know. But on that night, there was a separation. There was a differentiation between the people of God and those who are not of God. Listen to me. Listen to me. In this life we are living today, you need that favor in your life. Where God favors you as his child. People of the world, they favor one another. When they know that you are a Christian, they begin to discriminate against you. I don't know whether you are hearing me. But you've got Jehovah God on your side. Oh, yes. If God be for you, who can be against you? Oh yes. <laughs> hey. Hey. On that night, the Passover night is a night of separation. Someone says separation. Separation. You know, you may wish to know that some of those plagues that are recorded in the Bible, some of them actually also affected the Jews. 
some, not all, but some. Are you hearing me? When the Bible talked about frogs, those frogs also affected the children of Israel. When the Bible talked about water turning into blood, that thing also affected the children of Israel. But when it came to darkness, darkness was only to the Egyptians. The children of Israel didn't experience the darkness. So he's a God who discriminated against the Egyptians. <laughs> I'm using that word so you can remember. Are you getting that idea? God loves everybody, yep. but he favors some. Amen. Am I right? Yeah, he favors his own. So the Passover is a night of what? Separation. Someone says separation. Separation. One more time, say separation. Separation. There's something that bubbles in my spirit a lot. You know what I do? You know what I pray for in my spirit? I want, you know, when there's a calamity in the land, huh? when there's a problem in the land, the, it has to be noticed that there are some people who are not affected by the calamity. Amen. And these ones must be God's children. What's the point? What's affecting the whole world is also affecting us. And yet Jesus said, you are not of the world. You are not of this world. Although we are in the world, we are not of the world. So when, the, when there's an economic crisis, that economic crisis should not affect you as a child of God. Are you hearing me? Because the Bible says when people shall say there is a falling, what shall you say? There is a rising up. So in other words, when everyone is going down, you don't go down like everybody else. When everyone else is getting sick, you don't get sick like everyone else. I'm not talking to someone out here. The time when people are getting sick, that's the time you get healthy. Hey! Someone says separation. Separation. Say separation. Separation. Say immunity. Immunity. You know, governments give each other immunity. You hear, oh no, yeah, there's this case, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we can't arrest him because he has got presidential immunity. Oh no, we can't arrest this person. He has got ambassadorial immunity. He's an ambassador. Say ambassador. Ambassador. Say ambassador. Ambassador. And yet you are an ambassador too. Amen. Oh yes. That's very true. You know, the book of Second Corinthians chapter 5 from verse number 17 to 21. Therefore if any man be in Christ is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold all things are become new and all things are of God. Who hath reconciled us unto himself and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. And hath committed to us the weight of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you, be reconciled to God. We have made him to be sin for us, him who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 
Someone say amen. Amen. Say I am an ambassador. I am an ambassador. I represent. I represent the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven. Say I have immunity. I have immunity. Are you ready for prayer? Rise on your feet. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. Everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. Let favor. Let favor. Locate me. Locate me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let there be a separation. Let there be a separation. Between me. Between me. And those of the world. And those of the world. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Favor me. Favor me. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Let your favor. Let your favor. Locate me. Locate me. In the name of Jesus. 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 Say, I am highly favored. I am highly favored. Listen, listen. Don't be apologetic for being highly favored. Amen. There, are two, there are two classes of people on earth today. There are those who came from Adam and Eve. And then there are those who came from Christ Jesus our Lord. And the two are not the same. And the two don't have the same kind of life. Those who came from Adam and Eve have got a human life in them. Those who are born again, born of Jesus Christ, they've got the divine life of God in them. Are you hearing me? And these two lives are not the same. On the outward, we may look the same. But on the inside, we are different. Two different genealogies. So, can I tell you my genealogy? Can I give you my genealogy? So, if I have a brother who is not born again, can I give you their genealogy? It's my brother, that one, okay, well, who is not born again, right? So, my brother, my mom and dad, okay? So, him, parents, and then their parents, their parents, all the way to Adam and Eve. Are we okay? But me who is born again, the day you become born again, you are separated. You are removed from that genealogy. Are you hearing me? You are disconnected from that genealogy. Now, there are some things in the Bible which are too much to talk about. When you talk about them, people think you are being braggadocious. Say neighbor. Never. I'm not being braggadocious. I'm not being braggadocious. It's the truth. It's who I am. <laughs> Are you hearing me? That's who I am. Are you hearing me? You see, the Bible says in the book of Second Corinthians chapter 5, I quoted the verse for you. But let me show you. Give me 2 Corinthians 5, 14 to 17. You can sit down for a moment. 14 to 17. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge, that if one died for all, then we are all dead. Ah, you are not hearing what I'm talking about. Look. One, two, three, go. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Ah, is that in your Bible? Are they talking about someone connected to you? 
who died. But that one is not you. So it's not me. It's not me. Who is it? Who are they all? The one is Jesus, but who are they all? All the world. No. For the love of Christ constraineth us because we have come to a conclusion that if one died for all, this one represented everybody. The way the other one, Adam and Eve, represented the whole of humanity in sinning. When he sinned, all also became sinners. Amen. Are you hearing me? Amen. Are you hearing me? So even if you were not there, by association yeah. to that Adam and Eve, when he sinned, everybody sinned. Amen. Even those who were born years after, yes. they were all sinners. So in the reverse, that verse is now the reverse. That if Christ died, then all also what? Died. So the one I'm looking at, if you are born again, right. you are not the one in the verse. Amen. But they are talking about that one who came from your father and your mother. Yes, that one. He died. Watch this. For the love of Christ concerned us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we are all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should no longer, should henceforth no more live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Watch that. Read. One, two, three, go. No, yep. give me 15, 15. One, two, three, go. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Now we're talking about Christ, right? All right. Uh-huh. 16. One, two, three, go. Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Wherefore, wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yeah. For we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth going forward, we don't know him again after the what? The flesh. So in other words, according to the flesh, when Jesus was born, he came from Mary. Are you hearing me? Mary and he had him a biological adoptive father in Joseph. But when he died, when he died and rose again, he could no longer be called the son of Mary. Anyone who said Jesus is the son of Mary after his resurrection was wrong. Amen. Because now Jesus became the son of God. Yes. Oh, yes. So, henceforth, no we no man after what? After the flesh. So, which means your biological parents, if they came from Fiji, I'm just using Fiji because I love Fiji. Oh. If your biological parents came from Fiji and they gave birth to a person, are you hearing me? That person died in Christ. So when Christ resurrected, a new person came out. Now this new person who came out 
should not be connected to the Fijian. Although they may look alike. Henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. So in other words, the outside is deceptive. It looks the same with that one. Amen. Who came from that island, right. Tonga. Amen. Are you getting me? They look alike. And you can make the mistake to think that that one is this one. Yeah. But that one died. And God brought up a new person through Christ Jesus. I don't know whether you're hearing me. A new man was born through Christ Jesus. Ah. So when you go to verse number 17, it makes sense. It says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All the things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Look at verse number 17. It says, therefore. Someone say, therefore. Therefore. Therefore what? Then, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So there is no connection between that one. I'm talking about the, that one who looks who 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 used to look like you. <laughs> that one. That one. No connection whatsoever. The day you became born again, the day you gave your life to Jesus, you were put in Christ, and God brought up a new person. He looked like that one. Even he spoke with a Malawian accent like that one. Oh, yeah. oh. But this one, this one oh. is not that one. This one is not connected to that one. This one is a new creature. Shout yes. Yes. Say, so I'm a new creature. I am a new creature. You are not even a human being. You're a creature. Amen. Say, neighbor. Neighbor. Watch out. Watch out. I'm a creature. I'm a creature. I receive. That's why you are superior to human beings. Now, tomorrow, when you go to work, you walk in the office, say, hey, I've got an announcement to make. I am not a human being. I am a creature. 
and I am speaking to all of you here. The Christian faith is not a religion. If only people who are born again could understand who they are. I'm telling you, we can take over this whole world. That's why this is called the good news. Someone said good news. Good news. And what I'm doing today, I am revealing you to you. I receive. I am introducing you to you. I receive. Say, I know who I am. I know who I am. I'm not a human being. I am not a human being. So, when you make the announcement tomorrow in your office, <laughs> expect the boss to write you a letter. <laughs> And you say, we have a problem with your attitude. <laughs> you need to be referred to the mental hospital. <laughs> now you must respond back. Should I continue? No, because of time, because of time. Let me give you one more and then we'll finish, okay? Just one more. I will not finish it. There are seven. How many have I given you? Four. Four. Let's do five. Okay? And then the last two, right? We'll do them this Sunday. Okay, you're not excited. We'll do them Amen. next year. I receive. Exodus chapter 12, verse number 12. Verse. Exodus chapter 12, verse number 12. One, two, three, go. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. One more time. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. So it wasn't just the firstborns, but also all. Someone say all. All. Or what? The gods of Egypt. All the gods of Egypt. What are we talking about? Egyptians had so many idols, had so many gods that they're worshipping. They're worshipping the Nile River as the source of life. Okay? They're worshipping the sun. I don't know if you're hearing me. They were worshipping another god that looked like a frog. They're worshipping another god that looked like a fly. So the name Beelzebub. Beelzebub, remember? Beelzebub. It's master of flies or lord of flies, Beelzebub, lord of flies. So that's why God brought flies in Egypt. 
They had a god that looked like a frog. That's why God brought what? Frogs. So each one of those plagues had something to do with the god of Egypt. They worshipped the Nile. That's why God turned it into what? Blood. I don't know whether you're hearing me. don't have time to go through all the gods. I can give you the names, but that's not very important. What important what's important now is for you to understand that the Passover night God brought judgment on all the gods of Egypt. Now behind every god there are demons. Someone said demons. Demons. So in other words, the Passover night is a night of judgment on every demon that has been holding you into captivity. You see, as children of God, as children of God, we have no problem with salvation. We have no problem with being saved. We are saved by God's grace. But we have got every problem with manifesting that salvation. That's where we've got so many things blocking us, hindering us, fighting us, putting us down, holding your finances, holding this, no, by fighting your children, everything. It's about you manifesting your salvation. So when we talk about Passover, we're talking about a season of judgment on every demon that has been tormenting your life or tormenting your finances or tormenting your children. Am I talking to somebody right here? Oh, yes. Are you ready for prayer? This is the last one I'm giving you today. Today I want to be a good prophet. I will not keep you here until 5 p.m. The weather is nice for Bondi Beach today, so we must all go to Bondi Beach after the service. Oh, yes. Are you with me? Oh, yes. I receive. You can rise up on your, on your feet. Say, Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. As it was in that night. As it was in that night. That every god of Egypt. That every god of Egypt. Was judged. Was judged. And behind every god. And behind every god. There were demons. There were demons. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Pronounce judgment. Pronounce judgment. On any demon. On any demon. That has been tormenting my family. Has been tormenting my family. My children. My children. My finances. My finances. My health. My health. My mind. My mind. In the name of Jesus. 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 My prayer life. My prayer life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom.